And let's just reflect a little bit more from an American perspective on the Texas synagogue attacker. Uh, let's get Simon Marks, who's standing by for us in our Washington bureau, to bring us the very latest on that. Uh, not least, perhaps, Simon, that this chap was rated as not a threat. Well, I think, Martin, from the American perspective, MI5 has got some explaining to do because we now know that Malik Faisal Akram, who attacked that synagogue on the outskirts of Dallas uh, on Saturday, leading a siege that lasted 11 hours, uh, came from Blackburn, had been investigated by the MI5, by MI5 in the uh, latter portion of 2020, uh, what's described as a mid-level investigation, and the investigation of him was closed by M- MI5 after lasting for around a month. Uh, the agency concluding that uh, Mr. Akram posed no threat. Uh, fast forward uh, about a year and a half or so, and he finds himself in a Dallas suburb, having been able to uh, fly out of the UK and into the United States. President Biden says there are reports that he spent some time living in a homeless shelter in Dallas, but was also able to acquire weaponry, uh, we believe, on the streets of that city that he then used in the siege of the uh, uh, synagogue in Colleyville, Texas, where one of those held hostage was the rabbi, Charlie Citron Walker, who has been talking to CBS about how how he and his fellow hostages managed to escape as that siege uh, headed towards its 12th hour. The last hour or so of the standoff... uh, He wasn't getting what he wanted. He was getting, um, it it didn't look good. It didn't sound good. I made sure that the two gentlemen who were still with me, um, that they were were ready to go. Uh, The exit wasn't too far away. I told them to go. I threw a chair at the gunman and I headed for the door. And you can see on the video collected by local news photographers uh, on uh, over the weekend, uh, you can see uh, the rabbi and uh, the other hostages tearing out of the building at high speed. Uh, the gunman uh, then follows them out briefly, realises that the building is completely surrounded and that he's targeted by SWAT teams and then heads back inside. And then within uh, the next uh, 60 to 90 seconds, uh, the SWAT team uh, breaks into the building and the gunman dies, uh, whether he died at his own hand or whether he was shot dead by uh, members of that SWAT team is still part of the investigation that is underway. That investigation now being led by the Joint Terrorism Task Force here in the United States after President Biden described it as an act of terrorism. Uh, And as I say, uh, questions mounting for British officials that I'm absolutely sure US intelligence will be asking them. Uh, just bring us up to date on where we are with this voting rights issue. I know it's been dominating American politics for a while and President Biden under huge pressure. Absolutely massive pressure. It's coming to a head uh, over the next few days uh, up on Capitol Hill with uh, the Democrats insisting that they are going to bring this voting rights uh, legislation to the floor of the Senate for a vote, a vote that they are absolutely going to lose after President Biden's efforts last week uh, to circumvent the need for that legislation to secure 60 of the available 100 votes in the U.S. Senate. He wanted it to 
to be passed instead by a simple majority. Those efforts were torpedoed by two members of his own Democratic Party. Yesterday was a federal holiday here. It was Martin Luther King Day honouring the slain civil rights leader, his son, Martin Luther King Jr., among many family members and other civil rights leaders here in the United States who yesterday targeted not just the Democrats who torpedoed the president's plans, but the president himself, Martin Luther King Jr., accusing, as you'll hear, President Biden of not having done enough early enough in his presidency to get this legislation passed. We are here to say to the president and the United States Senate, you were successful with infrastructure, All right. which is a great thing, but we need you to use that same energy yeah. to ensure that all Americans have the unencumbered right to vote. Yes, sir. It is apparent uh, as uh, days go by here that this is costing President Biden uh, politically uh, and it's also costing his vice president, Kamala Harris, politically. And she was out there yesterday uh, trying to explain to civil rights activists all over the country that the White House absolutely feels their pain. We know the threat we face. We know that this assault on our freedom to vote will be felt by every American in every community, in every political party. We know that if we stand idly by, our entire nation will pay the price for generations to come. But, of course, the difficulty she faces and the president faces is that they're both being accused of standing idly by and frittering away the first year of Joe Biden's presidency without building support for this voting rights legislation aimed, of course, uh, at uh, turning back uh, impacts uh, of laws that have been passed in many Republican states that the Democrats say will make it much harder for minority communities, particularly black communities that, of course, overwhelm vote for the Democratic Party to participate in elections. So this is another example uh, of Joe Biden losing precious support that he cannot afford to lose among a key Democratic Party constituency. Uh, I'm just frantically updating the phone here, Simon, because as you've been talking, Emma Raducanu is about to beat one of yours. In, well, I see you're, a, you know, you're nominally an American yes. in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> a double fault from Raducanu while holding oh. match point. Oh, for heaven's sake. Um, she's, she's got two, two match points left. OK. I uh, you let were me just talk my every word. Well, of course I am hanging on your every word. I multitask <laughs> like nobody's business here. Um, but tell me, uh, because as, as I watch the... It's crisp here, but only crisp in um, in good old Blighty and around the conurbation of London. But you've got some proper weather where you are, right? I'll tell you what. As Nick Abbott would say, crisp will take it. It is absolutely <laughs> freezing here, perishingly cold. I don't think we've broken through the freezing point uh, in Washington, D.C. for about 72 hours now. Uh, but to be serious, there is a pretty 
the uh, severe winter storm that has blanketed uh, much of the East Coast from Florida all the way up to Canada. Uh, at least two people killed as a result of very heavy uh, snowfalls, traffic accidents that it's caused, power outages. A quarter of a million people uh, were without power uh, late yesterday. 80 million people uh, along the East Coast uh, under a winter weather advisory. Uh, 4,200 flights were cancelled here yesterday because uh, of the storm and it is not over yet. Uh, the forecasters say there's going to be more snow later in the week. Uh, President Biden back at the White House after that three-day weekend uh, in uh, Delaware uh, at his home. I suspect it's quite likely we're going to see federal states of emergency uh, declared for several states. Virginia, Georgia, North Carolina and South Carolina have already declared their own local states of emergency and we are braced here uh, for whatever is coming later in the week. God, it almost makes me shiver to hear oh, your descriptions yeah. of it. But anyway, stay warm, won't you? And oh, by the way, she won. Oh, very um, good. So Sloane Stevens is, uh, is no more at the Australian oh. Open. Who's an American, uh, by the by?